You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon here in Toronto, because where else would I be in these times? I'm accompanied by The Wasteland. Who is also on the other side of Toronto. We're both in Toronto, because nobody's going nowhere. Although, do you know how many cases of COVID were reported yesterday? Locally, no. Three. Nice. Yes. Yeah. It's what happens when people are largely responsible and wear masks and aren't afraid of healthcare because it won't make you broke. Yeah, I mean, it just gives me a lot of hope, although watching our homeland, the the shithole country that we come from, is kind of a horror show right now. So uh, I'm just grateful to be here. Likewise. So today's episode, we've got several new albums that we wanted to talk about because we've traded some music and gave it several listens and have some opinions. Yeah. Um, why don't we start with the, the, the one that you sent me, Utsi? Utsi, yes. Utsi. I don't know how to say it. It's an umlaut, and that always throws me off. I really like this album. (laughs) Umlauts throw a lot of people off. And yeah, this is a fantastic album. This is actually the second album from the Bay Area-based band uh, of both uh, female and non-binary members. Uh, This is the future of post-punk and death rock right here. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know them and then you sent them over to me and it was a day where I was just cycling through things and I'm like, I don't wanna listen to this, I don't wanna listen to that. And you're like, Well, here's one of the albums I want you to check out and I put it on, I'm like, No, I want this is this is exactly what I want to hear in this moment. From the you know, the when the the bass hits at the beginning of Moths, uh, I was just like there and I was in. <sighs> I love that when you put on an album and all of a sudden it just the it just clicks with you instantly and you go, yes, this is exactly what I needed. And yes, this is excellent. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. Um, I've listened to it. It's probably out of the three that you asked me to check out. It's the one I've listened to the most. Uh, it's, it's also the first one that I I purchased. So I, I ordered the final the other day when I was listening to it again, I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm doing that. So that's cool. So there, the album is called storm. They have, self-described as being both haunting and aggressive. And I think that's a very accurate description of the band. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Haunting and aggressing would definitely work. Uh, it's, you know, I, I want to check out more of their stuff now. I, I was spending more time with this album because it was, you know, I didn't know them beforehand and I wanted to uh, have a good basis to talk about it. And it's, a, it's the type of album where every time I put it on, I just, when... When the song's over, I have music ADD, right? So I'm going to hear something, and then about halfway through an album, usually I'm going to want to go in a different direction. And this is an album that is not too long. Uh, it's And the songs are, you know, they're all the right length, so you never get bored. And I just, every time I put it on, I go right through the whole thing. Nice. So what track shall we play for our listeners? Part of me, so, so I have a bit of a dilemma here, because I knew you were going to ask that. So I was either thinking of of moths to if somebody's gonna hear it maybe that bass line will grab them but i also am a huge fan of the track right after it holds still it's Ooh. probably my favorite song on the album so i'm gonna let you narrow that one down for me 
Oh, I'll go with Hold Still because I've actually played that out the last time I was live stream DJing and it's a great tune. So here's Hold Still from Utsi's Storm. I want to bring up an album that you gave me to listen to, and that would be Monsters from Empathy Test. And I wasn't paying attention to iTunes, and I had put on some music, and then Monsters came up at the title track, and I went, oh, yeah, this is the song we talked about this on a previous episode because you were super jazzed about this. And now this is the entire album of this, I believe they're a duo? They were. Actually, they just added a couple more uh, live members. So now they're a four-piece. Okay. Like, 
literally, since I handed you the album, they just announced that they added two more people to the band. So now they're a four-piece. And they're based out of London, UK, and this album came out in May. It's it's a really good synth album with a nod to the 80s. But what really will hit you hard and make you feel your feelings is they're really potent and emotional lyrics through this whole album. Yeah, and that is something you're going to find on, this is actually their third album now. Their previous albums kind of came out at the same time, within about a month of each other. Like, it was all recorded and they dropped almost on top of each other. And that all their songs are like that. They're very, and Ian has a very uh, emotive voice. The song I'd really like to feature here that stuck out for me was Empty Handed, which is actually the second track on the album. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme on what we're playing. <laughs> Go with number two. So <laughs> track number two on Monsters, here's Empty Handed. My heart is an empty vessel Drifting out to sea I try my best to be what you want me to be try and help me you could drown me gently you could tell me all of the things that i want you to say i 
So the next album I gave to you to listen. Which was the new Neubauten album, which is an interesting point for me because I, as I have said often, I'm, I'm bad at, at classic and sometimes staple bands. And, you know, I came into The Cure late with Blood Flowers and I came into, you know, Neubauten with this album. <laughs> so... Uh, this is my first Neubauten album, and, I, and I'll say I was—it was a lot calmer than I thought it was going to be. It was—it was—it was, it was very like I relaxed listening to this album. It didn't jazz me up or anything. I just kind of was taking it in, and I had it on—I had it on headphones, and I was sitting on my couch because, um, you know, I, I like—I like it present in in my ears when I'm trying to really dig into an album like this, and I just kind of melted in my seat and just let let it wash over me type thing and you know sometimes I'm an active person you see me I bop around and you know sometimes I have headphones on and I'm like doing my thing or whatever and then other times like with this one I was just I just I don't know I became like like rubber (laughs) (laughs) well what's funny about this album is that this is actually the 40th anniversary of our industrial fathers and the first album of theirs in 13 years. And what's really sad is before COVID struck, they were due to go on a world tour and there were several dates in North America. So it's a super bummer that they weren't coming around. I I got tickets well in advance uh, when I heard that Neubauten was going to be playing here in Toronto. And um, Alas and Alam, which is all all in all, came out in May. And this album is just so textured and so sublime. And I mean, I have liked Neubauten for a very long time. I started with Neubauten at the age of 15 with the first album. They were the reason why I wanted to start studying German in high school because it was just so fucking cool. And I really love Neubauten. And if you start getting in and translating the lyrics, they're just, the poetry, it's so beautiful. Like, I really, really love this band. And there's been a big evolution in 40 years because they started off as these noisy industrial gods and, and they've kind of gotten more melodic over time and they've just had different things to say. And Alas and Alam is a really lovely, lovely album. It's it's odd for that to be your first introduction to the band, but to hear that it kind of washed over you and you got to just enjoy the album is, is good to hear, that you didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it at all. Actually, I, I was rather surprised that because everything I heard about Neubauten was that they were loud and noisy, but I, you know, then... I had somebody tell me, well, you got to kind of get the right album to get the right feel for it. And, and not knowing anything, I just never jumped in. Like, I've had them on Spotify and every, you know, like anybody. In the digital age, we could pull up any artist at any time. So th- th- this was just kind of like the push that I needed. It's like, okay, now I have a grounding, but it's a, it's a current grounding. Maybe I'll work my way backwards at some point just because it was interesting and it was different. Um, and, you know... I have nothing bad to say about this album. It was just, it was that good. And if you haven't heard it, or if you, if you're, if you're, if you disagree with me, like you think it's terrible, you know, that's fine, I guess. But boo. Said with derision. Boo. 
<laughs> no, it's it's, it's it's hard for me to, I mean, I love Neubauten, so it's it's really hard for me to go, oh, yeah, I didn't like this out, whatever. I really enjoy what they do, period. So um, what song stuck out for you that you would like to feature on the podcast? I really like Seven Screws. I don't know why. That one caught me. Like, I, I, I was listening to the album again. You know, I listened to it and I kind of melted in the couch and I didn't really pay attention to anything. I didn't look at song titles. And then I listened to it again on transit because when I'm moving around, it's it's really got to grab me in order to pull my attention towards it. And that was a song that made me take note of what the title was. Interesting. Okay. Cause I, that's definitely a song that I'm drawn to as well. I like 10 Grand Goldie quite a bit and there's a video for that. But Seven Screws really uh, pulled me in and is a very easy single to like. So let's drop that in here. Sieben Schrauben halten mich zusammen. Sieben Schrauben, sieben Schrauben. Ich singe und ich singe, bis das hundert Auge schläfrig wird. Ich stehl die ganze Herde. Rückwärts in meinen eigenen Spuren. Der starke Mann erträgt ein Kleid, ein Geschenk von mir. Er weiß es nicht, er weiß es nicht. Es brennt sich tief in seine Haut. Sieben Schrauben halten mich zusammen. Sieben Schrauben, sieben Schrauben. Eines Tages ziehe ich sie heraus, ordne meine Fragmente, nehme mich zusammen. Und mische das Alphabet. Ziehe aus dem Ozean der Möglichkeiten ein neues Ich. Uneindeutig für immer. I sing and I sing Until the hundred eyes get sleepy The strong man now wears a dress It burns itself deep into his skin Seven screws Seven screws One day I take them out 
I reassemble all the parts I rearrange the alphabet And out of the sea of possibilities I draw myself anew Non-binary I So the next one that I sent over to you was, I th it's either T-Error or Terror 404. Um, it's on X-Image uh, Records, which is the label done by Saren, uh, who was a Toronto local, now in Berlin. It's, it's interesting because it's one of the first releases, or one of the few releases on, on his label with, that he's not involved in. Like usually he, he self-releases his own stuff collaborations with other people but this is a artist out of moscow yeah and uh, upon listening to this album i i first put it on and thought okay uh holographic skull this is this is going to be some punishing industrial techno but it's it starts that way but then as you get through the album there's some other things going on here so there's some layers and apparently this album wasn't recorded all at one time. There's a it, it's sort of a, a compilation where there were various moments where he put together these songs. And this is the album that I'm like, there's a time and a place for dark techno. And most of the time I'll hear a, a techno-y album and go, oh, okay, this is a good workout album. This album, though, this is the album I want to hear at like 2.30 in the morning where I'm done DJing and I'm starting to get drunk and I just want to fucking dance my ass off on a dance floor. And this is that album. This is that dirty 2.30 techno album where you're like, yep, I am just going to have fun and dance my ass off for the rest of the night. It's, it's got a lot of EDM elements to do it. And I think that's where the difference is and it breaks off from your standard industrialized techno albums. Yeah. Um, so the beats are, like the actual bass lines in, in the songs are closer to an EDM style bass line, even though the songs are built like a techno song. And it, it's got this interesting, as you said, layering to it because of that. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy this album. Maybe this was the album I listened to the most because I was finding different things. Uh, as you go through the tracks because again there's a lot of different flavors it's not just like a, an album full of <laughs> hitting you in the face so there's some other things going on and I was like yeah I like this I this makes me want to get up and move this is good and the song that I think I would pick here from uh, Holographic Skull is the track Acid Web
So that brings us to special interest. Yes. What'd you think of special interest? This is their second album. It's called The Passion Of, and they're based out of New Orleans. I like this. I like this a lot. I like this. And it honestly, if I had to draw a modern day parallel to another band, the band they most remind me of is Youth Code. And if somebody's out there listening to Youth Code, this is a band you should pick up. They have a lot of that punk-inspired industrial sound going on. And then it's also, it's all of those things and none of those things on almost every song. Yeah. This album was released on June 19th. And it was funny because after listening to the first album, I was really excited for this. And it certainly delivers. Uh, it's it's definitely a punk flavor. It, it's sort of got this no wave sort of cacophony happening as well. But the I adore the vocalist. Uh, she's just, what a force. Yeah. It's actually the way she carried her vocals is what reminded me of Youth Code with the way Sarah carries her vocals. You know, they've both got powerful voices and they've both got, you know, punk leanings in, in their sounds. So that's, that's, and that's where it kind of diverges and they both do their own thing. Yeah, this, this, Head to Toe, this is a fantastic album, and if you have an interest in punk and something heavier, this will definitely fit the bill for you. Cool. Yeah. What would be your song choice here? Don't Kiss Me in Public. Yes! (laughs) I like how I keep picking the ones you wanted me to. (laughs) It was either that or homogenized milk. Okay, okay. Yeah, because it's just funny because... um, yeah, I mean, the, the songs that just really stick with you and Don't Kiss Me in Public, they released it as a they released it as a, a single prior to the album coming out. So I remember hearing it. And again, the lyrics of like, don't kiss me in public. Don't you know, you're going to mark me and blah, blah, blah. It's 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 a great track. Well, let's hear it.
So this brings us to none of your concern on our list. And the album is called Primer. So this was my last pick. Um, and I'll be honest, I, 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 I sent this over or I, I shot you a message that I wanted to review this album moments after, after picking it up because I was listening to it and it was at the height of recent protests and everything. And they released another song called Oppression. Um, where in the notes, you know, it's, uh, he's, he says the black experience has been put on display for all to witness. And as LGBTQIA black man, I find it imperative to share my voice. So having listened to that track, I went and dug, found their album, which was their release just before it. And I dug into it and it's, it's got this interesting point where EBM would intersect almost with post-punk where it, it's, it's got its own sound. You know what? That's a great descriptor, though. Uh, this came out in late April, where EBM meets post-punk. Although this album was probably the least favorite of my listens because nothing was really sticking with me. It took me a couple listens to kind of warm up to it because I think there's a lot of potential on this album. There's some good things happening, but... It again, sometimes you listen to music and you get like just struck with something where you're like, fuck yes, this is what I need to hear right now. Or, oh my God, this song is fucking amazing. Just right out of the gate. And other stuff, it'll grow on you. And you're like, okay, you know, and then then it becomes something that'll stick with you. Because maybe I have the opposite of music ADD. I have, or it's a different form of music ADD because I need to listen to music over and over and over again to get it really into my my cells because I want to know all the little nuances and all the little things happening and oh what are the lyrics and what's going on in this song and none of your concern took some time for me to digest because uh, it's funny I think the song that I'd want to play here it's funny because upon listening to it it brought to mind a uh, a song called tongue of fire which is from a project called Demonix, which is uh, one half of that project is Gatan Damone, who was once a singer for Christian Death. Tongue of Fire has that same sort of baseline going, except it's in a different key. Because I had to stop for a second and be like, wait a minute, did this totally get ripped from, from Demonix? And then I was like, no, 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 it's a different key, but it's got that same feel. And the song here is called Washed Away.
My honorable mention here is actually a split EP. It's two songs. Uh, one of them that, again, it was the song I put on and I immediately loved it because I was like, holy shit, what is this? And just totally went bananas over it. And I, I know I've played it on one of my DJ sets. It's a band called Wax Lead. And they're a four-piece based out of Minneapolis. And if you can imagine a female-fronted Roland S. Howard project, this would be it. It's sort of post-punk, but with a more with more of a drawl, I guess. And Holly Axelrod, the singer, has this rich, soulful voice. She's fantastic. There is a video for this song as well. The song that I'd like to feature is called Honey on the Moon. There's honey on the moon Sugar dripping from the sky See it on a dark clear night Oh honey I wouldn't lie And if I had just half a mind I'd lasso you that moon And I'd cultivate that hive They were so primitive
So that wraps it up for this episode. We're actually really excited to announce that we're going to be taking Prophecy Weekly. While on the first Friday of every month, we'll be switching off and you'll get two different flavors in the same party. Uh, Every other week, one of us is going to be DJing what we're calling our Psalms. It's going to be a solo showcase for, for each of us. Um, it'll be a two-hour set from 10 to midnight, and then the first Friday, it'll be both of us from 10 to 2 a.m. Yeah, and you can find that on twitch.tv slash prophecy underscore online. The other thing that I'd like to talk about that I'm also really excited about is that I just launched clothing line with uh, my co-producer of this clothing line, Hate Me Or, DJ Hate Me Or. It's called Calfin Apparel. And uh, it's a partnership with me and Hate Me Or, and we're producing clothing that is sustainably and ethically made here in Canada. There is no sweatshop labor involved. The designs are unique. We're making them in small batches, and you can find uh, our various designs, including the well-selling right now goth is political shirt you can find that at kaufen apparel it's k-a-u-f-e-n it's german because german is cool kaufenapparel.com many thanks to our producer justin minister and robin bright who is the authoress of our theme song as well as marion green for our logo and our visuals we still have stickers up if you'd like to buy one or four or whatever And you can get stickers at morbidoutlook.com slash sticker. I think that's everything we needed to say. I hope you'll tune in on July 24th to hear the Wasteland spinning a Psalms version of Prophecy. And as always, you can like, subscribe, and share our episodes online. We would greatly appreciate it, as well as email us at itsmidnightsomewherepodcast at gmail.com, all one word. And until next time. This podcast was almost called the Guano Hole.